0: We're back and we're joined by Jeff Nyquist, one of the smartest guys I know, a strategic analyst of considerable renown. He is the author, among other things, of The Origins of the Fourth World War. And he's been doing some very interesting research about the truth behind the argument that um, Ukraine is either not any of our concern, or if it has been of our concern, um, we're responsible, basically, for propelling it into war with Vladimir Putin. Jeff Nyquist, I really appreciate what you do at uh, J.R. Nyquist blog, uh, among other places, and especially your visits with us. Uh, welcome back to Securing America. It's great to have you. Thanks for having me. So give us the truth, as you understand it, of... Um, What happened back in 2014, uh, for example, when uh, the Maidan revolution took place? um, Were we responsible for that? Um, And is Russia right to be aggrieved as to how that played out? Uh,
1: We were not responsible for that. You've got this famous tape recording of two American diplomats supposedly talking about who would be the best president or who would be the best leaders for uh, Ukraine. And people don't understand the Euromaidan revolution in 2014 was a leaderless revolution. It happened horizontally. It happened by uh, largely young people in emerging middle class in Ukraine. And they wanted to be independent from Moscow. They wanted to be away from Russia. At the time, uh, Putin was uh, pushing uh, President uh, uh, Viktor Yanukovych to yeah, he was he was pressing him to become, really join a kind of union, an economic union with Russia. They did not want that. They knew the corruption that came with it. They wanted to be part of Europe. They didn't want to be part of Russia. And so this is when the protests uh, started. Right. They wanted to be part of the free world. They didn't want what came with Russia. And a very interesting thing happened, and it was a very much a spontaneous revolution. And you remember uh, 10 years earlier, there had been the what they call the Orange Revolution, which was over an election fraud, by the way. There was election fraud in 2004, and the Ukrainian people stood up and they said, we're going to have a do-over. And the Ukrainian Supreme Court was compelled to have a do-over. And Viktor Yanukovych, the same president they were dealing with, they unelected him. But he came back in 20, 20, 20, uh, uh, 2010, got elected again, and here it was. They didn't want to be a part of it. And uh, we now know, by the way, that the violence, the real violence, uh, the snipers that showed up in Maidan Square that killed those people were sent there by Vladimir Putin. And that enraged Ukrainians from all over the country. They, they jammed buses, they jammed trains, they got on cars, they went to Kiev. And the government you know it panicked and uh what happened was is that governors fled to russia uh, government officials from all over the country and Viktor yanukovych who went to kharkiv initially ended up fleeing the country to russia and a kind of purge happened and the russians lost their grip on that country and that's what really happened there and the country it was, a, it was a revolution of independence from Moscow. That's what we have to understand about
0: it. And for Vladimir Putin's part, the reattachment of Ukraine, by force if necessary, to Mother Russia, to a new Russian empire, uh, and uh, a further incremental step towards getting even with the West more generally over specifically what he calls the greatest catastrophe of the 20th century the fall of the Soviet Union at our instigation I think substantially that of Ronald Reagan certainly has all been part of the you know combustible material of this episode has it not and to what extent do you assign blame for what has happened and particularly what is going on now squarely on Russian uh, dictator vladimir putin's shoulders well there's a false
1: narrative about this whole business of nato promising not to move east james baker in 1990 made the offer you know we'll make a promise if you kind of speed this unification of germany along we'll make the offer to not move east well the russians didn't pick up on it in fact gorbachev asked baker could the soviet union join nato you know i mean you talk about nato moving east and of course baker did not answer him because that was not something that was possible um and and so every time we moved east uh the russians didn't say anything back in those days
0: and why we moved east just you know put a fine point on that if you would jeff it was to protect people who wanted to be part of the free world from the possibility of something very like what's happening today. You know, a lot
1: of people don't remember the history here. In 1990, before technically, before the Warsaw Pact even broke up, when it was in the process of breaking up, um, Hungary and Poland were already starting to petition NATO to join. How can we become a member of this? And it was right in front of Gorbachev. And Gorbachev didn't object then. He didn't say anything. You know, and if if Vladimir Putin, who his excuse for invading this country is the breakup of the Soviet Union was illegal, you know, so what, uh, what, Mr. Putin, you're the head of the Soviet Union.
0: Well, he he he, cert- he certainly would like to be. That's uh, that's evident, I think. So, Jeff, as you look at what is happening now in terms of this mass destruction of Ukraine, and the West responding. Uh, to some extent, by by supplying arms, uh, to be fair, but also primarily, I think it's also fair to say, by using economic warfare techniques against Putin. Um, Are we handling this properly, as you see it, um, or are we still kind of hanging back um, because of a perception that, well, that narrative that uh, Ukraine is actually not part of the West, not part of the free world, not something that we should be investing in protecting well i think we should take
1: vladimir putin's word seriously if vladimir putin says the breakup of the soviet union was illegal then he is saying from his point of view that what's going on in ukraine is a soviet civil war and now ask yourself you were you were in the uh defense department in uh, 1985 right if there was a, so, a civil war in the Soviet Union then, would we have
0: intervened? We we would have been probably not intervening directly, but I think under Reagan, we would probably have been cheering on those that were seeking to break away from the Soviets.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think, see, here's the interesting thing. I don't think Russia has, or China have the right to trade with us and get economic benefits from being our partners, right? And so we shouldn't give them that benefit when they're crushing a whole people
0: who just simply want to be free. You've also written about this in a um, more Menachian context, maybe I, I think it's fair to say. Good versus evil is, I think, a, a leitmotif of some of your analysis of this. Talk a bit about how that is playing out. And again, which side we want to be on. Oh yeah,
1: this is very important. Look, this guy, this dictator, I mean, he's got a general who is saying that uh, Kiev is a city that doesn't need to exist, you know? And, and here this guy, I mean, you talk about Joseph Stalin. He says he's going to uh, purge the scum out of his country. Anybody who's pro-Western, anybody who believes in freedom, he's going to destroy what he calls the Western fifth column. I mean this is terrifying. This is Joseph Stalin time. I'm sorry. This is Joseph Stalin in, in a modern context. This
0: is, this is very Joseph evil. Stalin, though, with nuclear weapons. And uh, we've done a program this week about uh, the possibilities of preventing uh, nuclear war with Russia. Give us a quick sense, again, good versus evil here, uh, of the real danger of a nuclear assault from the Soviets successors in Russia. You know, you got all these people uh, who think that Vladimir
1: Putin is a Christian or a good guy. Uh, I'll just tell you what, what uh, Stanislav Lunev, a GRU defector, told me when when Putin first came into the presidency. And of course, Putin and Lunev were from Leningrad, from St. Petersburg, from the same
0: place. The GRU being, of course, the military intelligence counterpart to KGB, which Putin was a member of.
1: Yeah, It's, it's, he worked, Lunev worked for the general staff. And, and I said, you know, who is this guy? He says, I know this guy, he's a communist. And I said, you mean he believes in Marxism, Leninism? He says, yes, he believes in Marxism, Leninism. He believes in the Soviet Union.
0: I know this guy. Which is important because a lot of, a lot of people sort of went along with the ideology, but basically were interested in the power, not so much, uh, you know, the proletariat
1: and and it, and and he has even publicly stated oh i never burned my party card he said i didn't just join the communist party because i had to to belong to the kgb i actually like communist
0: ideas he has publicly said that you know if people forget all the things that he said i would mark this down as evil we're going into analysis of this. And, and to the extent that he's interested in, again, not simply the conquest of uh, Ukraine, if necessary, through its destruction, uh, Jeff, but we're looking at the possibility that he wants to put together much, much, if not all of the previous Soviet empire. That is an a, a evil on the march, is it not? Oh,
1: it's, you know, it's it's reminiscent of Hitler putting together the German Empire again by pushing his borders out. And, and of course, in 2017, and you can look this up, it's still on YouTube, Putin gave a speech at the uh, this Festival of Youth and Students in 2017, celebrating the 100th anniversary of the Bolshevik Revolution in October of, of 2017, you know, and he said, we are with you, you are the future, you know, he was giving the opening speech.
0: As you say, pay attention to what guys like this say. It matters. Thanks, Jeff, for your visit today. Come back to us again next week, if you would, please. There's so much more to talk with you about and uh, so much more updating we need. God bless you, my friend. Next up, we'll talk with Trevor Loudon about the enemies within, right after this.